Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Chef Life. We're with one of my good friends, Marty, from the Clarendon Hotel near Grassington. Um, yeah, really keen, been looking forward to this one. It's been a while coming. Should be good. Did some filming back in January, but never, we weren't quite at the podcast stage. <laughs> from there, yeah, we've come back for a second tour type thing. But yeah, man, so yeah, really, really keen for this one. So what have you been up to? Just got back from Australia? Yeah, so me and my partner went to Australia early Feb. We were there for <laughs> six weeks because uh, Tess is actually dual citizen. Yeah. And then uh, got back 1st of April after the award ceremony in uh, London for Eat Game Awards. Yeah. And it's just been non-stop really from there. So feels like we haven't actually been. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Awesome. So where did you... So we've been working with you now probably a year and a half, yeah. I'd say. So what kind of brought you to here, if you want to kind of take it away from? And... Um, well, brought me to, uh, what brought me to the Dales was actually uh, Chefs of Chefs. Agency. Uh, that's where I met Will and Andy from Shibden Mill, actually. Yeah. Um, said yes to just one day in Grassington. Loved it. So I was there for about six months. Me and the head chef there, we were trying to implement a tasting menu, trying to bring something a bit different to what was just a, a basic pub. Yeah. Um, we ended up then at the Woolly Sheep. That then sort of, in our opinion, slowly started to slide. The, the brewery weren't wanting what we were wanting. Then I got a message from one of the guys in the kitchen here who I worked with previously, and just said, look, we're looking for a chef. Do you fancy it? So looked online. I kind of knew about Lionel and what he'd done. Um, you know, like the ethos of the pub. And that was it, really. I've been here two years. You know, I wanted to do something a bit better. I wanted to improve myself as a chef. I yeah. wanted to get away from just pub food. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, focus on more of the, the fine dining bits and being able to experiment properly without someone behind you saying you can't really do that. Yeah, it's got to be He's very yeah. good at, you know, letting me kind of have free reign and experiment with different flavours. So that's why we got in touch. Oh, yeah, you got yeah, in touch with yeah, other yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, we, we still use you guys now. It's it's just an incredible, you know, place to work. We are massive on game. Yeah. Um, the amount of game we go through is sickening at yeah. times. But yeah, I think it's really interesting what you're able to do with that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like that, so I, I really like game, but then I'd say can not everyone feels that way. But then when you taste your food, I think it opens it up. Yeah, I mean, flavors. I was, I've always been a fan of game. I've got family in Scotland who love the stuff. So right. when I came here, I was already quite knowledgeable of it, but not to the extent I am now. And a lot of people either love it or hate it. So what we try and do is, even though you know you're eating either grouse, partridge, or pheasant, which some people go, oh, it's a bird. I don't want to eat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We try and implement it so it's, you know, you you know what it is, but you can't actually tell it's standard yeah. game kind of flavour because, I mean, pigeon, mallard, and grouse are very iron and very game strong in my opinion. Yeah. Whereas your your partridges and your pheasants are very quite vanilla, so a bit like chicken in a yeah. way. We did a tasting menu recently actually, and so many people said, I didn't know game could be done this way. And that, well, that was the whole point, yeah, you know. Yeah. Everyone can do, a, you know, like a red birds or grouse or mallard with beetroot and chocolate, sure. which we have done before, but we want to try and broaden it with, yeah. you know, the Japanese influence or the Korean influences or Indian influences. And we are slowly, slowly getting to where more and more people are eating or choosing game off the menu, yeah. which, you know, it's fantastic. And you, you see, what we found really interesting of late is your setting. I mean, besides, it's what I imagine an American would think of the Yorkshire Dales. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very country yeah. pub. It's, it's very old school, yeah. you know. 
in terms of location, location, location. But then, yeah. do you find with your customer base, is it predominantly locals or are you getting people traveling? Um, I mean, depending on what time of year, I mean, especially now we're coming into the summer, it is, I'd say it's more 60, 40 in the favor of tourists. Mm -hmm. We've got a lot of holiday cottages in Hebden. We've got right. loads of B&Bs in Grassington who, who do <laughs> venture out. Um, Obviously, in the winter times, it is more locals. But even the locals now are coming in, and they used to have just pies or fish and chips. But they are experimenting more with the, the a la carte. And now. I think that, that, to me, is really interesting, because if you look at, again, Willis and the Millions, of like, you know, you've got a local-ish pub yeah. that I imagine, you know, Joe's had the same beer for the last 12 years from yeah. behind the bar, but then you're allowing him to venture into these Japanese flavours to the other side of the world, quite exactly, literally, yeah. um, to what they've probably grown up on. Um, I think that's testament to you as a chef, and and again, what Lionel sort of set out mm. here, um, and able to push that. And I think it's a really cool little experience, like getting your nan to try something new. With, I mean, you know? um, it's bad. I mean, I'm from Halifax, so yeah. you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm always looking at what Will's doing. Um, he's he's ridiculous. I yeah. mean, we've had a conversation before. It's yeah. just it's scary what he can do. Yeah, and he's done such a good job there. Like I said, a bit like here, you know. He's taken something which it's always been known as a very good pub. Yeah. But you if you didn't know where it was, you'd never find yeah, it. It's just map. it's just middle of nowhere in a way. Absolutely. Down by a riverbank. And yeah. it's you walk in. And I feel like the Shibden Mill is a, a more of a traditional feel than here. Yeah. It's a bit dark, it's a bit It's pubby pubby. It's very it? pubby. Yeah. You yeah. I mean me and uh, my partner went um last year and we walked in, you go, right, we're in a proper, proper yeah, pub. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the food comes and you go, yeah, we're not in a pub anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's incredible. It's and that's, we are trying to do that here, but we also have to remember the roots of the pub. You know, there aren't many people in Hebden. We have to cater for everybody's needs. Some people just want to come in and have a, a gammon. Yeah. And it is frustrating sometimes because all you want to do, come on, try this. We've yeah. worked really hard on this. Um, but then again, at the same time, other people just come and they go, we've actually heard or we've seen you guys on yeah. whatever. Yeah. We've come to try. But I think that's, don't you think that's the beauty of what you know, when you step back from what your core job is, you know, whenever you've decided to get in the shepherd, you've got all these other elements in play for that role. So you're not just in the kitchen. Mm. You've got to figure out, right, okay, well, you know, Margaret and Sue want a gammon steak, but then actually, you know, Dave is really interested in trying a teriyaki, whatever, and, yeah. and I'm doing this with venison, and then I'm going to try this different ingredient. And then you've got all these different sort of levels to your role mm. that you're having to bring into the way you influence that menu and then equally run the kitchen. I think it's fascinating just that that different levels as to how your job, probably what you imagined it would be, oh, and then spanning yeah. out. I mean, whoever goes into a kitchen and thinks all you're going to do is cook, yeah, you need a reality check. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. if you're a commie or a CDP, pretty, that's pretty much what you're going to be doing, but I never realised until, I, I mean, this is my first head chef position and I, yeah. I, never, I didn't realise at all how much actually went into um running a kitchen it's not like I said it's not just cooking and playing up some food it's you know yeah. this person can't have this or this person yeah can't have that because you know the they'll be poorly etc you've got to be so on it and so on the ball and, and then pushing yourself as well with it exactly you know i think that's that's really like it inspires us to a degree in terms of what we do because i've said before with some of our other customers you know like when i look at innovation I do have you in my mind and Will in my mind and stuff and be like, okay, cool. I think Will might like that, but I think Matty might like that. And Matty's bought something similar before and yeah, I reckon he'll go for that. Yeah. That's pretty wicked. So, but that that equally pushes us exactly, to get yeah. out of my comfort zone and try and think more like you guys. Um, which, yeah, that that gives me sort of 
energy within the role, you know, within the business, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit like that when you do a menu. Because, um, you know, we're all up for trying completely different things, but also you've got to look at the past couple of menus you've gone on. And then you look back at what's sold the best. And then you've got to go, well, that's all really well. So not necessarily keep it the same, but you, do you keep it similar or change it up slightly because you know it's going to sell or do you take that risk? And a couple of times, you know, we've gone, no, we're going to completely change it and it's backfired and you mm -hmm. go, right, okay, we need to kind of bring it back to this. Because again, with it being a very Yorkshire pub and the people around here are very traditional, once they've stepped out of that comfort zone, they're only going to step out of it further a tiny bit. They're yeah, not going exactly. to... It go from one to nine they're going to yeah. go one two three four so you've got to slowly bring it back sure um but it, it keeps things exciting it really does you yeah. know some dishes will go around we're going to completely change it i mean we've got a tartare of trout on which we get from 400 yards down the road Lovely. um and that is very very much cottage food based yeah all the ingredients there uh from you guys and yeah, the, yeah. that influence so we haven't really changed it and then we changed it actually last week but still we've kept that yeah. japanese influence so we've got you know, we've got with the wasabi going on it now instead of egg yolk. We've got um, uh, roasted sesame dressing on it instead of the aged soy. So we're we're still kind of keeping the initial idea of the dish there, but we are trying to change it up, just, just level, it up. level it up a tiny bit, and just you know to change it up so we're not you know we don't want to be stagnant. We don't want sure. we don't want people to come in and predict what we're doing. We yeah. want people to go right. What they're going to do next time we're here? Yeah. So I think it's interesting though because if you you live in a little village like around here, mm. you know, you're giving those customers access to somewhere they can have Michelin quality food. Thank you. As well as, yeah. you know, having steak and chips, you know, whatever. And it, yeah. I think that's that sort of back that sort of old school World War II, like heart of the community. I think that's, we, we've talked a lot with customers recently around what we're seeing more of is people like yourself, people like Will and those sorts of outlets where, Actually, you're catering to a variety of needs yeah. and price points mm -hmm. where, you know, I can go celebrate my daughter's birthday and have a fantastic meal for celebration um, that I wouldn't have anywhere else in the world or equal and come in and have gammon and eggs. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's that every, you've got one location for lots of different occasions. Exactly. And that's why we're so lucky to be in the position we are with the game. I mean, going back to Shibden Mill, yeah. we ate there last year. We had the tasting menu and we... We had the taste menu, we did the wine pairing, and the bill came, and we were both staggered at how little it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, you know, if you'd shut your eyes and just eaten the food, you would not have known you were in Yorkshire in a pub. Yeah. I mean, with the game here, we get four or five different types of birds. We get deers most of the year, we get rabbits most of the year, and we're getting them for, we're getting them for cheap. You yeah. know, we pay a fraction of a price most restaurants would for, say, Deers. We get the whole deer in, we get we skin it ourselves, we break it down, so we take the bones for stocks. And it allows us to give people that sort of Rolls Royce cut of meat yeah, yeah. without having to pay 40, 50, 60 quid for it. Yeah. And it's 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 a nice feeling when people come in and they go, Why why can we have that for such a little amount of money? And we use that to our advantage because we have such a great variety of different meats and we have such incredible access of them we are able to do it for slightly less money yeah. so people don't have to come out and break the bank they can have you know, a rosette awarded meal yeah and not have to break into a 50 pound note yeah yeah but then it's interesting isn't it? because i i think that 
you know, we talked a lot with the lockdown thing and stuff about keeping local and all this sort of stuff. It was kind of reviving and I feel like it's gone away. But actually what I what I really like sort of personally is again that so you know and I know as a consumer that you know the guy who shot the deer. Exactly. You know the deer. Like you've butchered it yourself, which is a total different skill set. Mm. And then it's served on a place, a whole fountain of fork thing in yeah, reality. We know exactly where it's come from. We know how old it is. Um, you know, the guy who shoots deers for us, he comes in here once a week and eats. Yeah. Our trout farmer, um, he's drinking here every Saturday night. Yeah. And then the actual shoot, they shoot from maybe half a mile up the road. Awesome. They're all personal friends of Lionel's. They're yeah. all obviously now friends of mine. Yeah. And, you know, you'll just come out That's on really any, cool. any night yeah. of the week and one or two of them will be here. Yeah, yeah. And we'd like to keep it as like a, a close-knit community. So then we know exactly where things are coming. We've got, you know, locals who live in Grassington. And he'll, you know, one of them, they'll knock on the door and he'll have a massive box of artichokes. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, he, they've got, there's three or four um, allotments down the road. Let's go, look, if you ever need anything, let us know. Yeah. So we'll go pick herbs from there. We'll go pick, you know, nasturtiums from there. We'll go, you know, there's apples, there's fennels and everything and we try and keep it as local as we can but that's that's inevitably you know again going back to the tourist thing like if you want to experience yorkshire and yorkshire food like that to me is true what you'd read yeah. in an even blatant not like novel isn't it exactly like, yeah. it's that local community local village like where you're getting the full experience of what mother nature's given you exactly. around and then you're you know pimping it up to a degree with awesome ingredients you're getting from around the world you know and then yeah. allowing them those flavors but with things that you know where they've come from yeah you know everything through and through that's that's really cool. i mean don't get me wrong you can never you're never going to be able to supply a full menu from no. a small area so we do use um hodgson's fish they are based in hartlepool yeah we use uh r and j which in my opinion are the yeah, best butchers that they are fantastic yeah. i mean but they're in ripon so that's still yorkshire yeah um Cheeses we get from Courtyard Dairy, yeah. which, uh, again, well, I think it's Lancashire now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, you guys are Yorkshire-based. Yes, you, you, you know, it's Japanese ingredients, yeah. but it's still using <clears throat> fairly local suppliers. Yeah. Um, and especially with the times we're in, it's it's scary. You know, we'll sit down once a, once a week, once a couple of weeks and go through all the bills, etc. And it's you, know, you see things slowly going up and it, how the hell are we going to get yeah. through this time? Use Use local suppliers. Use the people in your community and use your friends yeah. for, you know, you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. Yeah. That and it's, it's saved us so many times. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I think what's interesting with the UK, I find, is um, I listen to, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but there was by an American guy and he was saying, like, there's a real disconnect nowadays around, like, people don't know who the name from. Mm. And that local community thing. And I think the Brits are built on that, you know, being an island nation. Yeah. But then, you go into a larger city and stuff, you know, you don't talk to your name. No. You don't, you don't know the names to a degree. No, I mean, it's, we've just moved house and we we know one neighbour. Yeah. Because she's lovely and she's taken our bins out for us. <laughs> but that's it. But I mean, in Hebden, you you walk down the road, Yeah, everybody knows who you are. Yeah. Because especially working here, but you know who they are, you know where they live, you know roughly how old they are, you know what family members they've got. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful place to work and to be a part of. And it, it's just, it's amazing, you know, we're but very keen on you're giving them versus, say, Wakefield, where I'm sort of semi from, like, you know, I I don't I don't know enough of the locals there to know what I'm eating. Exactly. To just pick a pup. Yeah. Whereas those guys, like, you know, I know, Bob and Sheila or whatever, yeah. they'll come here 
till the day they die. Oh, 100%. They know you, they know Lionel, they know yeah. what they're eating. It's, but they're getting that experience of, again, rosette, missing quality food, in my opinion, in on the table, which you wouldn't get in a major city. Oh, no, you won't. Say, for, the, for the price you'd be paying exactly, yeah. around behind the curtain or something, you know, what's that, 200 quid a meal or something? Like, Probably you not know, now. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's not. So I just think it's really cool what you guys are delivering in this area. Yeah. Um, and again, in my opinion, like a really strong representation of what Yorkshire is. You know, I'm Yorkshire through and through, and, yeah. and that's where my heartland is in it. I think it's it's really cool. And then equally bringing in these different flavors and giving people those experiences of how you've infused it into quality Yorkshire produce. That's it. You know, we we completely understand people can't always afford to eat out, and yeah. we you know people can't afford to eat out more than twice a week maybe on occasions but don't you find people find the money if it's worth the quality oh 100 yeah. if you know i'm i'm a firm believer in if it's worth it i'll happily pay for it yeah. if it's not and it's someone doing it because just to make an extra few quid yeah. then i'm not going to go and support their business yeah um and again that's what we try and do we want people to go and get you know what no that was worth every single penny we paid for yeah um and sometimes it bites us in the foot uh, you yeah. know we we sometimes go, right, we haven't, you know, the margin that's, is that's as good about, this time, but, but the, people come back. Take, exactly, and it's about how you, why I've learned in this business over the last six years, is it, <laughs> that A, sleep's overrated, apparently, but B, you know, you, you get, agree. <laughs> but, um, no, but, you know, you've got to, you've got to fail, you've got to fail, you've got to fall, and mm-hmm. you've got to figure out what you do with that, and then how do you come back? Exactly. Um, you know, if you can't, then. It's all it's all a learning curve. Uh, if if you start something as a business, what I've been shown, uh, I mean, Lionel's fantastic at showing me the in and outs of the business because yeah. obviously, well, you're heavily involved in this place. You can tell. Yeah, I try to be, and it's it's sort of using him for his knowledge, um, which he'll openly admit he wants me to do. Yeah. You know, because the end goal is for myself and my partner Tess to have our own business, whether that's a restaurant or a pop up yeah. store yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, if you think you're going to go into somewhere and not have any issues, you need a reality check. Oh, you're right, you're right. Whether it's food costs are too high or your water bill's too high yeah. or even if something simple, the chair leg's broken. Yeah. You've oh, got to either pay someone or you've got to find the time and the money to, to repair that. Yeah. And uh, I know someone who went into a restaurant, first ever head chef job, first years, nothing's ever gone wrong. You know, uh, my GP's this high. And it's like, okay, sweet. And then the reality was his GP was a third of what it should have been because he hadn't been checking it. He just thought it was this living no. on a cloud situation. It's like, you've got to be prepared to fall. And it's how you, like you said, it's how you get back up from that. Yeah. You've got to dust yourself off and go again because it's not easy. No. And that's how you determine the good from the great, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, you just got to keep going. Baby. Like that's that's exactly. kind of the key with it. But it's, um, no, I mean, I think, you know, you, you're definitely on that trajectory of, doing your own thing so just going back a bit so how what brought you into chef and then what kind of take me from young matty to um i mean my story of this and my mother's story of this will be very different i've always enjoyed <laughs> cooking um and i hate to say because i think he's a horrendous chef but jamie oliver got me into cooking yeah, yeah, it, was the first, people, man. it was the first people uh, sorry it was the first person who made cooking look cool yeah, yeah you yeah. know and then he ruined school dinners yeah. um <laughs> And my mum would my mum would say, Oh, from two years old he was on a stool stirring empty yeah. bowls in the living room, pretending he was a TV chef, which is probably true. Yeah. Um but I've always loved cooking <laughs> and it's only it's really the only thing I've ever been kind of half decent at. Yeah. I was never 
fantastic at school. Yeah. I was always the kid at school, parents even go, he tries his best. He makes him laugh, yeah. but he tries his best, which is the worst thing you could ever hear as a parent because it's he's not doing very he's well. A, it's not right. Um, so yeah, going to cooking, starting an apprenticeship. So I was like, uh, you know what, I really want to see what I can do with this. Is it as glamorous as people say, or is it just an absolute nightmare? It's both. Yeah. Um, and then I never really looked back. Started in a, a little deli, uh, in a little deli in Lindley, in Huddersfield. Nice. Um, they had a, a restaurant a couple of doors down, which is uh, Tapas. Yeah. So I was there three nights a week, deli three days a week. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that was it, really. Moved to a restaurant called Eric's, which yeah. is, it's sort of a Huddersfield. Yeah. Celebrity, shall we say? Yeah. Um, I learned a lot from him of some things what to do, some things not what you know what not yeah. to do. Um, but he drilled into me, you know, nothing leaves until it's perfect. Yeah. Whether it is the first time you played it or the ninth time you played it, you have to make sure things are perfect. Awesome. And that's it. And I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the hours, um, which is a very strange thing to say because I have no social life. Yeah. Right. Um, but I'm very lucky. Have a partner who's also in the trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. both work here now. So, oh, moved yeah, she moved up here in awesome. uh, May. What's she doing here? She's uh, she's running out front, or she's helping run out front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wanted to work together before we take the big step to yeah, yeah, it makes go on our own. Yeah, don't kill each other. Yeah, but yeah. Always love cooking. I still love cooking now. People say to me, "You're not tired of cooking when you get home?" I was like, "Well, no, because it's sometimes when it's 11, 11 o'clock, twelve o'clock yeah, at night, yeah. I don't want to cook." Yeah, but I'm mean, on my days off. I'm going home today. Um, a lot of food for a couple of people i just love it you know i love expl- uh, exploring different flavors other different cuisines it's just a real passion of mine it's and only it's... craft brother there's nothing wrong exactly that. yeah and i cre- you know i love the feeling of creating something and there's a smile on my face as soppy as it sounds or as cheesy as it sounds and someone tries that and they go that's fucking amazing yeah, 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 yeah satisfying feeling yeah. and i don't think that ever will go away yeah so i don't i can't see myself ever doing anything other than cooking, really. yeah, yeah, yeah. which is rare because I know a lot of chefs, sadly, who have fallen out with the trade because either the hours or there's, you know, in summer especially, there's, the heat of the kitchen is unreal. But you get through it. Yeah, there's levels to the game. I think what, what I've learned in this is that, you know, you get some people, it's just a job. Yeah. It pays the bills. I've, we've, I've worked with a lot of people, it's just a job. Yeah. And then, you know, you go from that to people like yourself, Will, you, you know, like, there's just there's a marked difference between care mm. and interest and everything else amongst yeah. that. But then equally, you can tell that in terms of what you serve. And inevitably, I think why I've always got frustrated with some people in different roles of being like, well, you can earn a lot more. You can fulfill life goals, earn money, whatever it is that's mm. on your agenda. You just by put more effort into whatever it is that you're doing. Exactly, yeah. I mean, not necessarily just in our industry, but yeah. in any industry you yeah. go to. The more, yeah, the more what you put in, the more successful you'll be. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer in money doesn't mean you're successful. No. Going home happy every day, in my eyes, is being successful. Yeah. I'd rather get by and yeah. have a smile on my face and, you know, know that I've done well. Yeah. Then I'm miserable, but it's all right. I've got 100K in the bank. Yeah. But don't That's you find, though, so, so my, one of my best friends, Lee Hirsch, who I know will be listening to this, a shout out to him. Like, he, he epitomizes to me, like, you know, I try and surround myself with people like you, him, and things that, where um, they the sort of the level up their own game. So I know Lee started with NHS Direct just on the phones, and now he's some senior director of NDHL. Mm. You know, and he's just grounded out, not being focused on money, but being focused on being the best at what yeah, he does. Yeah, exactly. And then I see elements that in you, in Will, and all these other people. I'm like, that's, that's why I want to inspire, you know, you inspire me by being like that. Because yeah. I'm like, 
I don't want to come to you with some subpar product and be like, oh, it's from Japan, bro. Yeah. Like, well, what I is want, it? Yeah. Some Japanese yeah, stuff. I want it to be shit hot. <coughs> it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, but I think if you can find your passion, whatever you do with that, uh, whether it's, like, say, running a deli, doing what you do, doing what I do, doing what Rihanna does, whatever, like, that's the key. Like, yeah. just, you want to be the best way you do. Don't worry about money. So it takes, I think it's taken me too long to realize that message. Yeah. Once you get it, you get it. Exactly. I mean, it took a while for me to sort of, get that sort of philosophy about you know how working hard not necessarily hard to work hard but obviously the harder you work when you're younger the more benefits you'll get when you're older yeah, you will be able to take more time off with your family yeah, you know yeah. because ideally you've got your own place yeah. and i said money doesn't bring happiness but you you know you work harder you sacrifice your younger years it does give you the, that stability in life so you can treat exactly. your family you can treat yeah. your friends etc but it gives you the experience that like you've just been off show. Like, exactly, you know, yeah. If you were doing some dead end job that you weren't asked for, mm. you're not having that experience. And not oh, God, no. I mean, that kind of experience. I mean, Australia was absolutely fantastic, and some of the food over there was unbelievable. Some, you know, certain food I knew I'd be getting, but others I'd be like, I never thought I'd. Have you, is that giving you inspiration? You, oh, where 100%. do you take your inspiration from? Is it is it through traveling and trying like Will? Um, yeah, so eat, we, I'm a big fan of eating out. We don't always have the time to do it. Yeah. And obviously with everything going on, we've got a wedding to plan for, yeah, etc. Yeah. We don't necessarily always have the funding to go out. Um, so we always look for little local restaurants. Nice. Um, there's a restaurant <laughs> in Skipton called Fendi. It's not the prettiest food, but my God, it tastes incre- like it's fantastic. Yeah. So eating out always gives me inspiration. Things I see on either YouTube, you know, I'm always watching chef videos on YouTube. Just what, you know, what are other chefs doing? Yeah. Whether it's, a pasta restaurant down the road, or it's a three Michelin star. Just what ingredients does it take to make this yeah. kind of dish? So I always get inspiration from that. Even you know, reading a book, you know, look, you know, I've got several cookbooks at home, and I'll just pick one up one day and just read it. Just yeah. not necessarily for the pictures or you know the food, just to how other people are. Get your mind going. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's constantly going. I've always got. I've got notes and notes and notes on my phone of just dish ideas or elements I've seen or thought of. You know, I'll, I'll take. Larry out for a walk in the morning and you go down there, there's wild watercress, there's three-cornered leeks, there's wild garlic, there's crab apples, there's elderflowers, and it just gets your mind going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What can I do with that next week or what can I do with this when it comes up? I think that's, for me, there's, there's, we've, we've sort of taken on board from people like yourself. Like we're trying to be a creative business for creative people, which I think is a different approach to ingredient supply because mm. I think it's underrated how creative you have to be oh, in your role. Like, I know you're not painting a picture or whatever and, and the typical creative person like you think but yeah it's, it really interests me in terms of how your mind has to work to see that and then go right cool like this is my watercress there what can we do with that oh, that go really well with venison or what, whatever you're doing in your mind but yeah it's just the steps that you must be taking like subconsciously to a degree together yeah, i think it's really interesting yeah i mean gordon ramsay sort of <coughs> put a point on it years ago he said you bush your ass for 14 15 hours a day and the plate goes out in two minutes <laughs> And then the customer will eat that and go, that was nice. Yeah. A lot of people don't actually appreciate how much time goes into yeah. not even being a head chef, just a chef. You know, me and my lads in there were working you know, 12, 13, 14 hour days. Yeah. And then someone goes, oh, well, that wasn't to my liking. Yeah. It hurts. It does hurt. But then yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. you've got to understand you're never going to please 100% of the people. No. Um, Sat Baines once said, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a master in food. I'm a yeah. master in my food. Yeah. So once you sort of listen to that and you get that into you, like, well, if I, if you don't like it, I'm sorry, you don't like it. Yeah. 
I know it's good. Yeah. My boss knows it's good and he backs us, yeah. he backs the pub on this decision, etc. You know, Will, Andy, you know, Tommy Banks and things like that. Yeah. They'll all say the same, like someone don't like it, they don't like it, you can't please everyone. It's funny we were with uh, Mark at the hour yesterday and he, he made a similar good comment there. So he was like like you might you know, check advice or whatever, you know, you'll get twenty good reviews for that week, like five stars, and I get one. And that one is the one you look at. Yeah, and he's like, "That's it. They will trash my week." And I'm yeah. like, "Oh, I get it." But then I feel the same in our industry. Like, if if we deliver something you were subpar and you mm. you were unhappy about, we deliver do 400 deliveries a week. I'll be devastated. You know, I'll be in a. You want that perfection, mode. even yeah. though that perfection is it's not realistic because yeah. you're never going to please no. everyone. No, I saw too many moving parts. Like, but then I find that pursuit of that keeps you sharp. Oh, 100%. It keeps you on top. It keeps your head yeah. going. It keeps you on top of your game because yeah. you want to be the best you can be. But then I, I also feel, going back to the sort of Brits relationship with food, to the saying of Mark yesterday, what I've learned through meeting and getting close to people like yourself and Will and things is that actually when I come somewhere like this, it's not about what I like. Mm. It's about what you're going to show me what food should exactly, be like. Yeah. And it's, my, it's me experiencing your taste. Mm. And... You know, that's why I, I like the tasting menu. I've really got into that because I'm like, cool. Well, oh, Jesus, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's, I think there's, there needs to be a sort of cultural shift with, say, your average Joe in terms of that's how you should experience. If I were just want steak and chips, I'll go to a Green King. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But then it's more around treating my pound note as an experience and viewing it in a different way. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of people, I say a lot of people, but you know, people who go into a, a random pub or whatever, they don't necessarily appreciate food, they just want to be fed. Yeah. And that's a big difference to people who go to somewhere for the experience. They Absolutely. go, you know, we we are wanting to get into the tasting menus a bit more because it allows us to ex- again experiment with different things. Yeah. Mate, you'd slay. And oh, it's great. It just allows people who actually do appreciate food cooked well and the time taken to just go, never thought I'd have that. Yeah. And it's, it's not just a meal, it is the experience. Yeah. It's the wines that we pair with it. It's the knowledge of our front of house team and yeah. myself and Lionel and Will, we'll, you know, we'll come and talk to you. But it is heartbreaking sometimes when you come in and that's my pie. It's like, oh, come on. Don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with the pie, but it's, yeah. it's just food, isn't it? It's yeah. like, that's the worst thing you can take. Yeah, yeah. It's just food. Yeah. It just keeps me going for the day. It's like, okay, so, get out. Yeah, yeah. We don't want your custom. Yeah. But then don't you find, I find it really strange that like, so, for example, my mum and dad could go on holiday and they'll try something new on holiday, but they won't try something new in the UK. And I'm like... Oh, it's a different culture. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, no, it's exactly, not. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but, it's, but again, it's my mindset is that I would want to try something new from you because I might not have eaten with you before and then I'll try something different with Will because I've not eaten with Will before. And it's that you, you're understanding that chef's creativity on the plate. Like, what mm. can they do with different ingredients uh, what things I'd never have experienced again because you will cook different. Will will cook different. Oh, you could give you could give me and Will a, like a ready to cook bag. Yeah. With piece of lamb, tomatoes, and something else. Yeah. And the dishes would not nothing Absolutely. would be the same. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I might steal a few things from him. Yeah. But you know, oh, the vice versa. Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah. No, it's I just I find it really interesting that like and people's approach towards it. And I just think, um, you know. It, my uh, one of my good friends, Johnny, there's a nice Italian restaurant in Wakefield, and it's um, we go there quite frequently. His friends, and he's like, "Why would you order a steak in an Italian restaurant? You want to order the most Italian thing you can have because that's going to be the best they're going to have to do." And the same with like, if I come in here, you know, Rosetta place, I want what the chef exactly is, is, thinks is the best. There's a place in uh, Borough Market called Right. 
And then another bean. You nope. need to go. Yeah. Uh, they make pasta fresh every day. It's nice. Very cheap as well. Like a, a plate of pasta is about eight quid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for London alone, that's yeah, cheap. Geez. And uh, we went a couple of years ago. We had a trip to London. And we just sat down. We looked at the menu. And it was one of those places where you go, I would have one of everything if I could. Yeah. So the waitress came over and said, what would you like? I was like, not a clue. Just bring us anything. Yeah. Best thing we've ever done. Really? Some of the, the food was incredible. And it's, it was, one of them was the manager's favourite. One of yeah. them was the chef's favourite. Yeah. And then they chucked us something just to say, there you go. Really? And one of them, it was literally pasta, parmesan, anchovy, emulsion with yeah. um, like a focaccia, rosemary, breadcrumb on top. That was it. Lovely. That was one of the best passages I've ever eaten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, just trust the people cooking your yeah, food. That's yeah. all you need to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And with your time in Australia, what have you taken from How did you find the food scene out there? Um, I'd say the best way I can describe it, it's a cross between England and America. Yeah. Without the sizes yeah. at the same time. So we went to a few barbecue joints and it was some of the best meat I'd ever eaten. Awesome. Obviously, they've taken that from things yeah. like that they've got a lot and I mean a lot of uh, Japanese influence over yeah. there there's so many sushi restaurants there's so many um, restaurants who you know our inspiration Asian. is yeah. Asian there was a restaurant called Yakimono which we went to for my birthday actually in uh, the city and again some of the best food I've ever eaten and it's it's things I've had before but not done in that, in that yeah, way yeah. and it's the Japanese culture of food it it blows my mind. Yeah. It's so simple, but at the same time, it's some of the most complex food I've ever tried. Yeah. And it's just unreal. Yeah. And other times, you, you know, you can go to the chippy. Yeah. Get fish and chips and some fried dim sum. Yeah. Um, whoever <laughs> out there, I'm stating this on record, fish and chips in Australia is not as good or better than English fish and chips. It's just not. <laughs> I think that is. It's just I think not. the Brits have got that. They don't do curry sauce. They don't do mushy peas. <laughs> mushy peas are vile anyway. Right. But... My partner did say, oh, wait till your fish and chips in Australia. So I was expecting this amazing this gummy shark because I've never had it before. Fantastic. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. It just doesn't hit the same. They cook it in oil. Don't cook it in oil. Yeah. Cook it in beef fat. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it should be. End of. Yeah. Take uh, three years off your life. And I'm very sorry if I've yeah. offended any Australians, <laughs> but your fish and chips are as good as ours. <laughs> it's fair, mate. But over, the food over there is it's another level. Yeah. I would always say to someone if they've never been, just if you can, go. Yes, it's expensive to get there, depending on what time of year you go. You sure. But just, just go. Yeah, you'll never regret it. And has Tess given you any recipes from ours that you've tried? Um, What's her speciality in the at home? Do you know what she she enjoys cooking, but she doesn't. Right. You know, why would she when I do? Well, I'm gonna say. Um, <laughs> some of her baking is unreal. Right. Her cookies are incredible. Her dad's cheesecake is probably the best cheesecake I've had. Impressive. Um, I'll probably say her best recipe is a fudge recipe. Okay. It's like yeah. no other. Solid, yeah. Um, Cooking-wise, she knows the basics. She can do a good stir-fry. Um, You've got to answer this carefully. This is not I know, she question. will listen to this. Yeah. No, she's, she, is good. She, knows what, she knows what she's good at, and that's she'll stick to that. She yeah. will occasionally try something. When we got an air fryer for Christmas, and the first yeah. thing she wanted to do was cook belly pork. She <laughs> will try different bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's very comfortable with what she knows. Awesome. So if any, there's any... Experimenting in the house, it's me burning the kitchen down, probably. Or, you know, cutting myself. And have you that. taken, because I think it must be interesting from your perspective, sort of, you know, having a relationship with a foreigner in yeah. the best possible way. Like, because you must get influence from her in terms of time in Australia. And then, like, how that changes your thinking on the menu. I do kind of wonder, like, how much is, like, subconscious there where you're thinking of yeah. what it was. And then 
obviously lived with an Aussie and he's brought he's he's opened my mind to another part of the world. Again, we said before we started the podcast, I never thought I'd go. Yeah. Um and different <clears throat> food styles that I never thought I would not necessarily be interested in but ever come across. Yeah. And it has opened my mind to you know, even down to how they season and cook a steak. It's yeah. it the method is very similar, but the preparation before that is different, you know. And their smoking meats is, you know, they've created their own way compared to the Americans. Mm-hmm. I've never been to America, so I wouldn't know, but yeah. it's going to have to be bloody good to beat the Australians. Yeah. I mean, Tessa's dad is, is, if you were to sort of look at an Australian without knowing they were from Australia, you'd go, you're definitely Australian. Right. Big guy, big yeah. beard, kind yeah. of thing. Loves his smoke. He's got two smokes in the garden, and it's... It's just a completely different lifestyle over there. Yeah. Awesome. So, but yeah. I do think that's interesting because I, I think it's interesting, especially seeing that you guys specialise in game. Mm. In my head, game is a very uh, British thing. And then, you know, what? how you're going to use those influences from your travels and equally your personal life into that. And I'm sure there will be some. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because game is it's such a, like I say, this classic pairing, isn't it? But then it's like how you take that to the next level, which you've already done, and then mm. how that continues to like evolve, I think it's really interesting. We did have a few conversations over there, like barbecues, everyone knows Australian barbecues are another level. And we were talking about how we'd implement, so like a deer, because they don't really, they do get venison over there, but not the rate we do. Yeah. Like if you ask them what a pheasant is, they have no idea. Right. Um, but we didn't, you know, how could you implement, instead of doing like a brisket, do it with the venison leg. Nice. So me and my dad, her dad were talking about um, how he prepares a slow cooked part, uh, piece of meat how I would. Yeah. And then we were sort of joined things down. Yeah. To like, right, what, what could we do with this? Uh, we've got a few ideas in the making. Obviously, yeah. don't want to say anything yet, just yeah. in case it backfires and we go, yeah. that was a stupid idea. Um, but yeah. That's awesome, though, man. And again, going back to where we sort of started this conversation, I'm like, you know, you are a little village pub in the Yorkshire Day. We are, we are, you couldn't get any more middle of nowhere than yeah. us. Oh, I think yeah, there's yeah. one pub maybe three miles away, which is more nowhere than well, we I are. I know we got taken about like 17 tractors coming in, so yeah, it is what it is. Oh, we had, a, we had an incident down there the other day. That's one of the time. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean... But that's really cool. Like, yeah. I think that's really cool. I don't know whether you see it as cool because you, you're in it, but looking from the outside in, like, that's really fucking cool. Like, you're mm. taking all this, like, so from literally the side of the world, whether it be our Japanese ingredients or your experiences with Tess and yeah. being abroad, and then putting it into this tiny little country pub. I mean, you walk through the doors, the last thing you're going to expect is to see, the, obviously, we've got quite a few awards on the wall. But, yeah. Um, it's the last thing you're going to expect to see. From, yeah. Yeah. You look at it and you go, it's going to be a pub. Yeah, we've got a fucking musket on the wall. I mean, like... It uh, I mean, exactly. Get, you get, walk in and head. there's a deer head. <laughs> yeah. no, there was a deer, exactly. but he's been taken down. Yeah. But all you can see is game and you go, oh, it's just country. Yeah. No, this is what we are. This yeah. is what we live and breathe. And but that's... then you're going to implement in that person's experience that yeah. those sort of Austro-Asian type... Um, uh, ingredients and tastes and flavors and the way even like down to the methods that you were talking around like i just think that's that's really cool and again equally testament to you in terms of how your mind's thinking and that creativity again yeah it's really cool i mean when we started um obviously talking with you guys um when we first started um this relationship yeah. of suppliers etc so we were talking about the game with the japanese thing and uh, someone said to me why why would why would you do that would it work well, why wouldn't it work yeah exactly End of the day, it's a piece of meat. Yeah, everything goes together. Yeah, it's just how you Figuring know that like tastes a bit different to that one. Yeah, um, and it, it's working so far. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Not all meats we would do with certain Japanese ingredients. Yeah. Some we do try and keep things 
or certain things fairly classical, obviously with Lionel being French. Yeah. Um, you know, he's. We don't want to just be. Oh, we do that or that. We yeah. want to. We want someone to come and go. Well, you know, there's three different types of cuisine on here, yeah. but they're all the same. They're all they all work in yeah. the same way. Well, you've got to keep trying. You've got to keep the same with us. You know, I could. We carry now pretty much 200 Japanese products, and and we've gone quite hard in Italian uh, yeah. specialty at the moment. And I could just sit there and go, that is a good enough range that would take you two years to work your way through everything, yeah. and trying it with lots of different bits and bobs. But people are shit. Like, I want I want to come to you. Oh, it's fucking awesome. These yeah. things, you know, like you know, but that keeps me entertained. So it probably gives everyone else from me on headaches, but bless everyone. Worth it though, isn't it? Yeah. It's worth it. You've <laughs> now got to be careful with your sauce. Do you know, but I think that but then it keeps us fresh, keeps you guys fresh, and you've yeah. got to keep trying and trying. I mean, if you come to me absolutely buzzing off your head because you've just got this new product in, yeah. I'm going to be more intrigued to try it. I was like, yeah, well, exactly. if he's this excited, it's surely going to be good. He yeah. wouldn't blow smoke up his ass for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There's been the odd fuck up with that. <laughs> Tell you what though, that Sancho power that you brought, you blew me head. Yeah. We tried it last night and I was like, what the fuck? Is what is me? this? Tell you what though, try it and then drink still water. It tastes <laughs> like it. it tastes like soda water. Oh, it's mad. We've just created this new thing. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, you you know, if there's ever a soda stream company, brother. <laughs> write that down. Million dollar, write that down. Million now. dollar idea. There you go. Yeah. Fuck cooking. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, you you know, you'll message me and just say, interested in this. You know, what do you think? And you'll send me a sample and you go, sometimes it's not for us. And then other times we go, fuck. Yeah. Right. Get it written on a, like, get it onto the dish now. Yeah. And then we just work, we just work it into something if yeah. we can't but it's, create it. My, my job, as I see it, or our job as a little business, is I just want to give you ideas. Mm. It's you who's got to build the play. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So even if, like, we've just got these two new awesome meats that was literally landed yesterday. So I'll have them. If it, nice. I'll have them. Good man. That's, so I kind of <laughs> brother. I'm not going to lie. Done. But, uh, <laughs> Rian, pack up, we're off. But, um, <laughs> no, but it's like, it's, it's how do you, I'd rather you try it and go, it's not for me now, but at some point you may revisit it because you can, you'll be on the other walk, you'll find something and you're like, oh, actually that'll work really well. Yeah. I mean, that's why we appreciate you guys coming up um, when we first met you with, doing a you know a sampling and yeah. tasting things i mean some of the ingredients i'd never heard of some of the ingredients i'd never tried or again never thought i would try and then whilst i was tasting i was like well that'd work with this that'd work with this and then the other two doing it were like oh that's really cool oh, no. and i'm like right what can we do yeah. and it's just forever like that i mean we came down to get to see you yeah, guys yeah, in yeah. the new warehouse yeah. and we left and tessas went you get to do that for a living i went no I get that's a perk of what I kind of do, and you sold it to her. You know, I work really hard all the time. And uh, <laughs> it's a good time. It's an hard life. Someone's, you know, not here as well, Kate. But you know, even she was going, "Why didn't you do? You know, one of those soys. It was actually the um, koji soy. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. use that a lot. Yeah, uh, we've actually got a bottle at home. And she was like, "Why don't you do it with something like this?" And it's like for someone who she loves food, she loves good food, but she doesn't have that sort of foodie drive that. I yeah. would have, yeah. but he even got her going on ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, that's something different, you know. Yeah. Not, you know, you wouldn't go to R and J and they go, "Yeah, try this beef fillet." <laughs> I, I like working with customers uh, or suppliers well, yeah, who yeah. will take the time out to look after you. You go down to courtyard dairy, yeah, and they'll. Me and Tess went um, last summer, and we were there an hour trying different cheeses just so we can get, yeah. so they could sell us the right cheese for yeah. us. 
And it's the same with you guys. You I'm know, if I'm not going to take something, yeah. you're not going to get. You know, why do you yeah. try that? Yeah. But if you think I'm going to be interested, you go, yeah, I'll yeah. look at this. But that's the thing. I think why links. When I bought this business six years ago, we did the old one did just carrots. It was bacon, beans, all that. It's a very niche market, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I was like, it was just price. So yeah. you know, we'd bring on Bob's coffee, and Bob would say three p on his beans, and he'd go somewhere else. And then all that effort just got washed mm. on the toilet. Whereas, and equally, it didn't interest. Me. Yeah, I could just go work for main uh, food yeah. company manufacturer. Very vanilla. Yeah, exactly. Whereas what this has allowed me to do is get passionate about the customer work. Within. It, it, you know, it feels like a pitch, but we genuinely stand by it around, I'd rather work with 50 of you right, versus 500 mm. standard places because I get passionate about what you do. It keeps me interested and on my toes. Mm. And then equally... If Bob comes in and he's going to save you three p, I don't think he's going to deliver the relationship. No. We will deliver on that, and I'd rather grow with you over the years and be excited about your success. And it comes back yeah. to what we were saying earlier around like my group of friends is smaller than it used to be, but it's based around I. They kind of inspire me. Do you know what I mean? And that exactly, positive yeah. energy. I'm getting too hippie about it. You know that positive energy. Mm. It pushes me forward. Like, yeah. Um, and the same with the customers we work with. I'm like, that works for me in our personal life and, and then equally in business life. And the same with the guys we work with. It's taken a long time to get the right team. But right now, we've got an awesome little kick-ass team. It's because to them, it's not just a job. Yeah. It's they're invested into this company as much as you are mentally. Yeah, a bit like you were lying. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's, that's kind of the, that to me is a fine line. That Probably, what, two years ago after COVID and stuff. I know a lot of our customers had issues getting standard chefs like Tommy's. Oh, it's shitter. Yeah, yeah. But then you look at the teams that like your little crew and stuff are you know, hardcore, but they're equally disciples of what you're doing, what exactly. Lionel's doing, and that really matters. It, it, we are lucky to have the team we have, um, especially after COVID. I mean, COVID ruined the hospitality trade through yeah. through. He was like, oh, I don't know why chefs are going. So like, I know why, because Tesco's and Morrison's were paying people 20 quid an hour to stack shelves yeah. six hours a day. Yeah. I'd do it over COVID yeah. and then it's hard to get out. Yeah. And it's it's hard to bring people in because we're not the biggest company you'll ever come across. So we do we have a very small financial background. Yeah. And it's hard to bring, you know, I know you're doing that and earning that over here. We'll come over here. Yes, you will earn a bit less. But I promise you you'll leave better. Don't you think though that takes age and experience? Oh, 100%. When I was, you rewind the clock 10 years ago, I was all asked about the paycheck. Mm. So I was going, you know, I'd do job three years, I'd see a five, 10 grand bomb can go. Yeah. Whereas what this business has allowed me to do is, yes, I earn less money than I was six years ago, but I get a lot of enjoyment from it. I get to do some cool stuff, get to work with some cool people like you, Rianne, like everyone yeah. involved in this. Um, You know, Rianne has an idea one day and we fucking do it the next. Yeah. Like, That's fucking awesome. Is that bringing it back to what I said earlier about, you know, being successful for me is, being happy and enjoying what you do and you go home with a smile on your face, that to me is just that. Yes, I'd rather nice. earn a bit less but go, I'm really enjoying what I'm yeah. doing at the moment. Like I'm actually making an impact on yeah. something. And I find it I find it really interesting with the sort of uh, comic chefs and stuff, say working with people like you or Will or Mark and things, is that what they're going to learn in mm. a year here versus going to work for, let's say, five grand more at a big pub chain yeah. or whatever. You're not, there's no value on that. You're not going to get the same no. experience from it. And what you can potentially earn after <laughs> three years with you guys, like you've just banged on 20 grand on your salary because of the experience and you can go in yeah. and work with all these sort of obscure type products. 
and deliver this again, Rosette Michelin's like experience. Exactly. That, yeah. That I mean, the issue, well, one of the issues the trade has at the moment is because the like the chef life has been so glorified. Yeah. So you get to do this, you get to do this. People actually come into the trade and they go, "This is nothing what I thought it was going to be." It's a lot of grind. So they leave it. Yeah. You know, we'll always say to someone, you know, if you come here, you will get experience. I mean, within my first six months of being head chef here, I was doing uh, live demos, which I never thought I'd do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was then invited to the Escoffier Disciples evening, nice. which is based in, um, it's held at the Ward Off every year. Okay. I was then I was then invited to become a disciple. So you come here, you've got that to look forward to, if you're wanting to do it. You've got two disciples of an elite, yeah. sound too big headed, of an elite sort of group of people. You know, we've got Monaco Galetta, we've got Raymond Blanc, we've got Michelle Rue, Pierre Kaufman, Lovely. Gary Rhodes was in this. Awesome. And it's it's people you never thought you'd get to meet. Yeah. And I mean I haven't met them yet because they've all been busy when the night's on. Yeah. Um but it's that to me is worth it's more awesome. than yeah. than money. Yeah. Because all it takes is one conversation. Yeah. And then that's it, you've made it. And that's what we try and tell people. We've got you know, a lad, he's been here four years now, and he's 23, and he's like, I don't know what I want to do. I do know I want to stay in the trade, but I feel like I've got nothing left here. It's like, no. If that's how you feel, sound. Yeah. Uh, we will help you look for another job. We've got contacts everywhere yeah. across the country. You know, We'll ask guys like you, we'll ask Will, we'll ask yeah. anyone, like anywhere, we'll take it. That's very short-sighted in my opinion. Exactly. Because, again, it's what... The, the way I see it, right, is we back you mm. and Nathan and Will and all these guys. But if you win, we win because yeah. you'll level up again. You'll put challenge on us to go and find X, Y, and Z, and then we've got to go do it, or we'll have to come up with a new idea or something. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. And the same, I suppose, for the people who work for you. I'm like, do they get to go on this journey with you? And you're not sat here going, "Fuck it, I fuck off as soon as I can." Mm. I'm not asked about doing anything new. You're very much at the forefront all the time of doing new, interesting yeah. gear. I, and again, I come back to what he'll learn at that age. Fast forward to 25, mm. then he can start commanding more money if he decides to move on. Exactly. And I just said to him, look, as long as these AA packs <clears throat> keep coming through our door, which for eight years we have managed to maintain a one rosette, we just missed yeah. it on two last year. I'm not going to get into that because I'll start crying. Yep. Um, yep. But as long as these plaques keep coming through, you will learn every. Awesome. You'll learn something new every day. Yeah. I mean, he's doing uh, an apprenticeship at the moment. He decided he wanted to go down the college route. Look, yeah. He thought, right, it's going to be better for my CV better in the future. And he's like, right, what have you got to do? And he just gave me a massive list. I went, you would never have done these without doing this. Yeah. And you've got to learn so much. You know, we've got halibuts coming in on Friday, which is the first time we've had halibut coming in. Yeah. But he gets to experience what it is, what it's like to prep a premium ingredient. Yeah. You go down to Weatherspoons or no. a Green King or a Marsden's, you ain't going to do that. You're going yeah, to get a booklet with a brief in it. Yeah. yeah. You've got to be willing to not feel like you're getting anywhere for maybe a year or two years and then all of a sudden everything just clicks into place and you yeah. go i can now go here and i'm experienced yeah and that's where you that's where your big money move goes in yeah. and that's where your your bigger accolades come in yeah. you know say to him you could do another two years there's nothing to stop you going to go see mr wignall or the angel yeah because you've got that experience yeah and but then equally mate I, see i think that i agree with everything you're saying but the point i think you, you're not mentioning there is like the way your mind works in terms of that creativity, like that, I think you have to learn a framework around that. Yeah. And he is not, to your point there about Marston's or Green King, you're not learning that there mm. because to a degree, what you need is a level of robot yeah. there. You know, I'm not saying people don't have their own saying, they're good businesses and, and stuff, but 
there's something in getting your mindset, Will's mindset, Nathan's mindset, and that's it's like how do they harness that power mm. and start thinking more like you? So then, should an opportunity arise at one point he wants to own his own business, then he can start making his own game decisions and be creative with that. And that's that to me is really important yeah. as well as getting to lay his hands on all sorts of different yeah. things here. But it's that again, it's that mentorship. I've been lucky; I've had quite a few mentors in places I've worked over the years, and that. Looking back, at the grand old days of forty-one, although my dad twenty-seven, but you know we, <laughs> but uh, you know that that allows me that you know you can make mistakes, and if someone's got your back, like I was saying yeah. there with you and Lionel, but then equally you've got that skill set to deal with mistakes when you're not there, exactly, uh, to support them, and that that to me is you know it's underrated. Uh, yeah, I mean a lot of people in the industry, especially. They, they look at it and they go, if I make a mistake, I'm going to get told off. It's like, I'm never going to tell anyone off if they make a mistake. Yeah. Unless it's the seventh or eighth time I've said, look, come on, do it this way. Yeah, there's a learning. Yeah. May, yeah, maybe. But I wouldn't be here now if I hadn't made mistakes, yeah. whether that's cutting an onion wrong, cooking a piece of meat wrong, or taking the wrong job. Yeah. yeah every mistake is a, a life lesson. Yeah. And people need to realise that. If, you, if you've never made a mistake in your life, You've done something wrong, yeah. Because it's life's not that easy, no. So that's what we try and drill into the younger chefs. And if someone comes and asks us um, how to get into the trail, we had a, a young lad who used to pot wash for us actually, and he's like, "I want to. I've left uni. It's not for me. I want to get into chefing. What do I do?" Yeah. Like this is what you do. And you just go for it. Yeah. But you need you need that in you. You need that work ethic. You need that sort of inquisitiveness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you need that drive. That not just Oh, well, he said, if I do this, I'll be sound. You need to be better than that. I always look at it, if I could be better than the mentor, or even as good as the mentor, I've done okay. Yeah. And so far, I'm doing all right. Yeah, oh, mate, I'm killing it. Killing like, it. But then it's, it's evolution, I found, especially with this. Like, I had a big team my last role, you know, big salary, all this stuff. Kind of thought I was the shit. Oh, man, it's be five, six weeks, I'll have it nailed. What an Douche. But um, you know, I think though, but it's evolutions. Like you know, I'm six years into this now, and it, I'm a different person to when I was then. Mm. And again, I'll be a different person next year. And, and but it's different issues, you know, and, and dealing with different people. And the people side of, of any business, I think, is probably the hardest bit. Trying to get that right and yeah. getting the team on board and on your mission and all this stuff. And I, I think it must be more intensified in the kitchen because you need everyone to work to a certain tempo. Yeah, and hit it. I think the biggest thing that helps me though is I've always been taught whether it's being in a kitchen by a head chef or like even down to my parents, never forget your roots. Like, Agreed, yeah. doesn't matter how long you've been in the kitchen, you could have been in the kitchen thirty-five years. You were once that comic. Yeah. So you're gonna look at it and you go, "I've done that before." Yeah. So you've got to. They've got to understand that someone isn't going to get it done first time. You've got to realize that. It's going to take time. Yeah. Whether it's like I said, whether it's being a head chef, whether it's being head nurse, whether it's running your own business, yeah. you've got to. One, you've got to look after the people who are looking after you because without your team, you're nothing really. Great. And yeah. again, doesn't matter what position you are. Yeah. And you've also got to realise that you were. That bottom position once, so you yeah. kind of got to. Rein yourself back from either going absolutely ballistic, yeah. or trying to, show off because you think. You're the shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Always stick to your roots, I would say. Yeah. No, 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 mate. It's, it's fair. It's fair advice. Good life advice. It's funny how parent advice. Do you know what? My mum or dad are going to listen to this and go, told you, listen. Yeah. Always comes back to haunt you. Yeah. Do you still, does your mum and dad still come eat here and some of it? They came yesterday, cool? actually. Awesome. They, they always pop up uh, when they can. Nice. Um, they came to the taste of many new couple of weeks back. Lovely. They normally just pop up for lunch just because it's it. They'll come a bit later on and we'll get our break and we'll, we'll see yeah, them. Um, but they will occasionally treat themselves to a meal nice. or we'll treat them to a meal. Yeah. Um, and they love it, you know. I mean, that must be quite nice, especially if you cook for your mum when you're younger. And stuff. It is, yeah. I mean, my mum will always sort of tell her friends what I'm doing, where yeah. my dad's very, he's doing all right. He'll never blow smoke. Yeah. And he actually pulled me aside when he came to this taste menu going, you're actually all right, you aren't you? I was like, I've, I've tried, I've tried. Thanks, yeah. thanks. Cheers, Dad. Thanks, boss. Um, but it's always nice to know that your parents are... Yeah. I'm trying not to go too cheesy here, but you know, it's always nice to know your parents are proud of what you're doing, yeah, regardless of how much money you're making, where you yeah. are. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if you're the lowest position in the kitchen or you know, CEO of yeah. the Microsoft or whatever. Yeah. You know, if they're proud of you, yeah. that's it. It's, um, and do you still cook with your mum? Now and again, she's still quite a big in. I suppose, do you see an influence in your food? I feel like. Oh, my mum was an lot. amazing cook when she, when yeah. I was younger. Um, she was always the cook of the house. My dad's very again. My dad's limited. You know, he he can poach an egg. Yeah. And he, he's an all right baker. My brother burns scrambled eggs. <laughs> and he, again, he'll probably listen to this and shout at me. Um, <laughs> but my mum was always an inspiration in the kitchen. You yeah. Know, she always jokes about you know I showed you everything you knew. And, but, and since you've been doing this, do you find does she get more adventurous with what she's doing or? Yeah, um, somewhat with what I do, um, others, she went through a bit of stuff um, that she had to go to a certain diet for. Right. And but yeah. we'll, we'll go into that. Um, but yeah, you actually, I actually saw her looking into different sort of styles or cuisines or ingredients because she couldn't have the things she would yeah. like. Um, but yeah, if I ever go back home and cook, is in the kitchen, and some of the things I see you doing, you go, I'm not going to say anything, I'm just yeah, going to keep yeah, quiet, yeah, it's yeah, mum. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, other times yeah, I'm just yeah. like, well, how would you do it? And she'll quiz me, and then she'll turn around and she'll go, well, I do it like this. I'm like, well, you do it that way. <laughs> and then she'll be like, well, hasn't it, why hasn't it worked? I went, because you didn't do it the right way. And she'll be like, well, who do you think you are? I went, I'm award winner now. Like, surely you're going to listen to me at some point, mum. Um, but yeah, she's, she's brilliant in the kitchen. She's like me, she just loves cooking. Yeah, you know, yeah. We were talking about it couple of weeks ago about Christmas is, you know, we can, we've now got a big enough space to host Christmas yeah. at our house. And she's like, no. What do you mean no? She went, I do Christmas. Right. I was like, all right, whatever. And then the time before that, she was like, I can't wait until you host Christmas so I don't have to do it. She, you're contradicting yourself all the time. But she's, she just loves, she just loves cooking. Brilliant. She just loves it. Oh, mate, so. that's, that's awesome. And I think that being able to share that with people you love and stuff, that's, that's mm. a really cool experience, you know, especially oh, the job you do. Like, you know, if you go down to the basics of what you do, it's just, you know, you're feeding, you're feeding people love without being double cheesing myself, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And that's that's such a cool experience to pass on to your kids or share with your mum and dad or yeah. share with Tess and things like that. That's really cool. But... It is cool. Like, a lot of... I don't word it. A lot of people don't realise what food can actually do. Yeah. Like, whether it's... You're going out with your mates or it's a business meeting and, you know, everything's evolved around food. And yeah. sometimes it brings memories back to you from a you know i brought a dessert on a couple of weeks back and it was something my dad used to do as a kid and it's like how do i bring that into a fine dining element yeah, yeah, yeah you know one of the elements of the fish dish like we used to have barbecues all the time as kids and the mum always used to do new potatoes on the barbecue yeah and just tasting one just 
sort of brings that back to being a kid. So awesome. right, put it on the menu. Awesome. So refine it slightly. Yeah. Um, food is a, it's an amazing thing, and I wish more people would appreciate it more than it's just a it's just a plate. It's back to the roots, though, isn't it? Exactly. If you, yeah. if you could go on a fine dining menu with mum's tuna fish casserole with crisps on the top, I'll be impressed, brother. I've actually, do you know what? I've used, <laughs> I've used my mum's uh, smoked mackerel pathway before. Right, nice. She bollocked me for it. That's my recipe. I was like, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm borrowing, I'm borrowing it more. I'm sorry. But you know, it, it's, it just, yeah. Do, it's, well, it's cool. Yeah. I like, I like that. Like, you know, how you're able to you're using. If you go back to sort of summarising the podcast here, like, you know. You're taking all your experience up to this point, and you're taking influence from tests, your travels, and then equally you you know, your roots with your mum. And that's yeah. really cool. Like in terms of how that moulds you, and then you know, like I'm always excited with what you're doing, like because you always push the boundaries, which to me equally pushes me. Yeah. Um. You know, but I think that that works really well, and it's, it's exciting to see where where you go from here with that. So, what do you feel? Just to kind of round off, brother, because I know we've taken a lot of your time. No, so, right. Like. Where do you see the future? What's kind of in the next game plan, really? Um, game plan for me, obviously, stay here for a bit. Yeah. Um, do our best to get that second rosette. Nice. If it doesn't come, it doesn't come. I, again, I'm over the... Well, I haven't won it, so I haven't, I haven't done anything kind of mentality. After this place, me and Tessa are looking next year, setting up on our own. Nice. Um, we're wanting to do like a pop-up street uh, stall. Awesome. So we travel around... Uh, Yorkshire, going to different microbreweries, setting up outside and stealing their customers. Yeah. And then we are also wanting to, on the side, that do like a private dining event. Nice. So we go into people's houses and then we, you know, we can give them award-winning food and that's service. That's a cool vibe, man. Like, I, there's, um, there's been a lot of people do that recently. I think that's yeah. a really interesting space. I mean, some of our, our really good friends, um, they have a store called uh, Nico's Comfort Kitchen. Mm -hmm. Shout out to them. And uh, he said it's the best thing he's ever done. Yeah. And some of the food he's doing, it's it's not. It's just dirt. It's yeah, yeah. filthy food. And it's just, he, again, he just has a pure passion for it. So we're looking to do that. We're not necessarily over the whole restaurant thing, but we wanted to do something on our own, something completely different. Yeah. That makes people look back and go, "That's bloody good." Awesome. And it makes people happy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. what better way to do that than yeah. shoving a burger in someone's face? Um, I'll be first customer, mate, with that. Jesus. Well, free food for you, mate. Um, so, yeah, that's our next step for us. So. Awesome, brother. Listen, man, we'll look, really appreciate your time today, brother. Thank you you, very you much. are a constant inspiration. Love working with you. Cheers. Give me a fave. You're also my tattoo inspiration all the time because you've always got new ink. Love oh, it. yeah, that was Melbourne as well. Nice. Yeah. Nice, so, yeah, man, well, yeah, excited to see what the future holds. Thank you very much. But, yeah, people can catch you at Instagram. Uh, yeah, so either the clown is Instagram or mine. Uh, I think the Clarendon's on TikTok as well, actually. Wow, so, oh, you are. You are you know, yeah, I don't have anything to do with TikTok. Yeah, no, no, no. Rian, I was written like Rian's like, I'm TikTok. <laughs> I'm way too old for that. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, Clarendon Country Pub or uh, at MattyHind.chef or the Hunter Gallery Yorkshire, which is Lionel's. That's, yeah. that's probably the most, uh, that's where you to catch us all, awesome. really. Come and try food, yeah. Yeah, come and try us. We'll uh, hopefully change your concept of what game is meant to be and should be. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Cheers, brother. Thank you very Thanks, much. Man. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on another Chef Life podcast. I've been your host, Alistair. If you'd like to learn more about our business, you can visit us at www.cottagefoodsltd.com. 
Uh, give us a follow and a like on Instagram and we'll see you soon. Thanks.